Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free, that's great, but there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use, super intuitive, Uh, and then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away. No minimum listenership. Start getting that anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. Hello, and welcome back to the Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. We are here to break down OU Texas, the Red River Showdown, the greatest rivalry in college uh, football history, and the game that surely everyone is talking about because these teams are incredible. Right, guys? Right? Jameson, Ty, they gave gave us big noon, so I don't know what you want me to say. That's tradition. Yeah, okay, yeah, but the the game was getting played at that time anyway. we're, We're forever big noon. We we were we've been big nude since before big nude was a thing. But we we got we hey we got Gus Johnson we got Jenny Taft and uh, uh, <laughs> Clatt. shout out I mean solid squad I'm excited. Um, look, let's be honest. I'm a level with all hill. This might be one of the lamest go you Texas we've ever had. Um, first, I, I believe there have been this is the third OU Texas where both teams have entered after a loss. Since 2000, um, last time was in 2014, and that wasn't you know fun. But here's the thing: it's still in Texas. You know, uh, Texas, I guess, technically has something to play for. We don't have anything to play for, but we had that golden hat. And look, I've seen Texas fans for years, just who had very subpar seasons, but beat us and won't let it go. This is our turn to be those annoying assholes. I'm excited. Let's just win this game, and then we can lord it over Texas for the rest of the year. I'm okay with that. I don't know about y'all. I'm fine with that. Yeah, we're uh, we're at the point in the season where there's only two games that matter, and this is one of them. So it's uh, everything else is a you know doesn't matter as long as we win uh, this one and and uh, the Big Twelve one. Championship. Oh, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that one matters. Well, uh, it's not going to be a rematch at Kansas, Kansas State at this point. Sorry, I was being arrogant. Big 12 championship? You want to talk about Big 12 championship? <laughs> I just – we're being arrogant here, disrespecting the Northwest – or the Midwest teams, the big playoffs. I will say, Nebraska is watching this OU season this year, punching air right now. <laughs> this was their chance. Yeah. Shot probably gone off, man. But anyways, look. Let's throw out the like you like OU and Texas do every year, anyways. Let's throw out the records. Let's break down this football game in a bubble. Like it, you know, nothing else matters. So let's get down to it. Biggest worry about Texas entering this game. Jamison, you start. <sighs> that's that's a one really good question. Um, I know this is crazy uh, to say, but uh, we've shown that running quarterback with um, K-State is not good. And Sam Ellinger, I mean, I understand we played him pretty decently near the end of last year in that aspect. But 
I mean, we make fun of him, but this guy's got 14 t- touchdowns already this season. He's played well, aside from like that TCU game. There's a couple of, you know, bad moments, and he's got pretty good wide receivers. You know, Tarek Black, the transfer from Michigan, really good guy. And he, um, he's really liking um, Joshua Moore. Uh, Jake Smith, he's threw a lot to last game. I mean, he's going to be hard for our defense if we don't step up. Um, and we've made jokes about him year and year again, but he is solid right now. And we would love to have a solid person on OU. I'm not saying we'd rather have him than Rattler, but there's not a lot of solidarity on this team. And that's something that Texas does have. Absolutely. I mean, the guy has been stable, solid, you know, he, he's a good quarterback. Let's be honest. I know we joke, we call him America's fullback. Yeah. Whatever. Clip that for your Twitter. Texas fans, you probably don't care as much as other teams in the Big 12. But here's the thing. He is a solid quarterback, one of the best in the uh, – I wouldn't say best in the country, but he's one of the best in the Big 12 at least, and he will get the job done. And I'll tell you this. Texas smells blood in the water. This is easily, in my opinion, probably their best chance at a uh, win over OU Texas since Ellen, Ellinger's been here. I know they beat us in 2018. That was the dog fight, but <laughs> the one they won. But this is this is a shaping up to be an easier game than that Kyler Murray one. So you know we want to capitalize on it. You know Ellinger wants to add another OU Texas win to his uh, resume. He doesn't want to be the guy who lost to four straight OU quarterbacks. So I I, I think that there's a lot of worry about Ellinger. And uh, uh, but I'll just to, for the sake of being different, I'm worried about Brennan Ingles and those uh, wide receivers. Texas is always specialized in those big wide outs. Um, I think they're going to be solid against us because, as we've seen, OU has a bunch of uh, Oompa Loompas out there trying to stop wideouts. But uh, Texas, again, going back to like the legacy of Lil Jordan Humphrey and uh, you know those guys, Colin Johnson, it, it, it's tough. But Ty, what's your take on uh, your biggest worry about OU Texas? So um, I'll start like you guys did with uh... – Trill Sammy. Um, I'm not allowed to say what I think he looks like uh, because that's not bueno for the podcast. Uh, I'm not allowed to say what I think he looks like he has. Uh, that's even worse. Um, hemorrhoids. Let's, he has hemorrhoids. <laughs> Honestly, lame person for who he is. You'd think he'd be a lot, a lot cooler uh, for you know being a kid that's been the starting quarterback of Texas for forever. Uh, but he is the best quarterback in the Big 12 right now, hands down, I think. I think that, yeah, easily. He's he's super consistent. You know what you're going to get from him. His team listens to him and follows He's a leader on the team. Um, he, he's the best quarterback in the Big 12. He's not the one that worries me the most, though, because uh, I don't think it's just him. I, I don't think he's really that important. And I know this is going to be kind of a lame take, I think, but the the one thing or the person that worries me the most with Texas is Tom Herman. You got to give him—he's a giant piece of shit, but you got to give him credit. He has always played good against OU. Period. No matter what school he's at, no matter what, Tom Herman plays well against OU, um, and that's something that you got to give him credit for. Uh, he always shows up for this game. He is super passionate about this game. He gets his guys fired up. And he prepares for this game year-round and prepares his team for this game year-round. And I, that's why we've seen in the past, no matter how good we are, they're always going to be competitive in this game, uh, at least with with Herman. 
And I am very, very concerned with how bad we are this year uh, because he's, again, a giant piece of shit, but he's smart when it comes to football. And, uh, yeah, it, that's the one That's the one factor that worries me the most because I think you could take him and put him with a lot of teams in the nation uh, and, and square him coaching anyone up against OU, and it would be concerning for OU. Yeah, and I mean, he is such a big game coach. That's kind of the biggest knock on him is he will win these massive games and then lose to just, you know, dumbass state university, uh, you know, the next day. And so he, he it's a problem for OU because obviously always a big game on their schedule, probably their biggest one every every year, just like it is with us. Um, so it's, it's certainly a dangerous position for OU to be in. Uh, if you had to do a meme for this, it's just the Ralph Wiggum "I'm in danger" gif. Um, it, this is this is a, a stressful situation for OU to be in because again, Texas is trying to bounce back too, but they still have hopes and dreams. Our dreams are, you know, still you know in a chili pot of names. So you know, it's it, it's a it's a frustrating frustrating spot for OU to be in, but I don't know. Um, so looking on a more positive end, what do you see OU? What, what does OU have going for them into Texas? Um, what weaknesses did you see against TCU, against Texas Tech in that near loss a week ago? What do you think OU can really capitalize on and uh, take out the horns? Jameson? See, that's a tough question. I, I think TCU played a really good game. I, I think um, their upset was more – they played really, really well rather than Texas giving up the game than our game versus Iowa State. Um, I was really impressed with the way Max Duggan played. Um, I think that their defense, Texas, has their gaps, but they still got, you know, um, Caden Stearns and B.J. Foster in the secondary, you know. Um, Joseph Asai, a hell of a linebacker, um, you know. Didn't Foster quit? He came back. He came back? I missed that. <laughs> yeah, he back. came back. Oh, Tom yeah. Herman is so soft. Okay, never mm-hmm. mind what I said about Tom Herman. That guy is so soft. How do you let a guy like that back? I, that is, that is one hell of a question. Did he just pull out a vial of piss? That who knows? Was so perfect. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows how that was reported though? Like, remember when uh, Kenneth Murray quit one year in the middle of the game? It just or like ran out, out into the ran out into the midway because of Mike Stoops. That's fair. Yeah, but it's, it's, who knows how things are are being reported? I would say, but yeah, that's that's fair. But it, I mean, he did come back. You know, our, at least our guy came back. I don't think Foster came back. So I, I think there's probably more credibility to that. Jameson, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Continue on. Yeah, I, like I'm telling you, I really – I don't see there's some, like, glaring weakness on this Texas team that we just need to exploit. Um, I, if I would have to say their weakest part of their whole game is their run game, uh, but they still do well there. I, I think Roshan Johnson, the converter um, quarterback, has been a surprise of how decent he's doing. And obviously um, – Whenever you see Keontae Ingram, I don't know if he's going to still have it in him mentally after giving it up on the one-yard line versus TCU. It's tough. You know, um, whenever a guy fumbles, running backs get way slower because they have to protect the ball more. Um, Their run game is definitely the weakest, but I'm not saying like, oh, there's some part of Texas and we just need to exploit them. This is a solid team all around. Um, There's nothing that I'm really – like think that is absolutely top-notch. And I don't think there's anything that's really bad, um, but there's a lot of great things and a lot of good things. 
Yeah, they're, they're just very solid across the board. I mean, they have weaknesses for sure. I, I, they give up way too many yards. Uh, they've been gashed by both OU – or sorry, TC, uh, TCU and Texas Tech. So I think OU has a lot of opportunities offensively to attack and put up yards. But then again, so does Texas will do the same thing to us. So it's really I, – I feel like this game is very much a coin flip. I think Texas has probably a slight more of an edge. But Ty, what's your take on how – OU is going to attack Texas and uh, our best chance for success against the Horns. So I'll just bottom line up front. I think, I think our best chance for success and the thing that um, is probably the biggest positive that I look at coming in is that Texas is getting cut up from the air by other teams, which is good. They've been allowing, um, you know, right around 250 yards uh, passing per game. Actually, let me just break in the, the stats right here. But so the, the thing that, that I like is that teams are able to cut them up with pretty much just a running uh, attack or a, a passing attack, which is good for us because uh, that's about all we have barely. But when we look at their stats, the big thing that concerns me about Texas is that they're able to close things out that they start. Uh, and that's an issue that OU's had this year that we really haven't touched on. All of those field goals early on, um, against Iowa State were really solid drives, not flukes, not one big play that got us down and then we stalled. We chained together, and we did this against Kansas State too. We chained together these really good drives, and then we shit the bed in the red zone um, and end up settling for field goals. That's I saw that against um, Missouri State uh, a few times. Um, actually, that may have been with, with Mordecai and, and the rest of the backup, so I, I don't know, and I know that was a pick. Um, but yeah, we, we are chaining together these really good drives where we have good play calling, good execution, and everything else, and then we just can't put it together in the red zone. The difference is, is Texas is putting it together and finishing their drives with touchdowns. So when we look at the, the team stats, OU's averaging 37 points a game. Uh, Texas is averaging 51, but we're averaging within four yards of each other in total yards, and we're no more or less than 60 yards off in terms of passing and rushing distribution. And then we're roughly allowing the same amount of yards in the same sort of distribution in passing and rushing as well. So statistically, I know we've played different teams, but I think the teams are about the same quality. I would say the TCU is roughly in and ISU and tech, I think is roughly on a K state level uh, on different levels, but or in different ways, but the, the, the difference is that Texas is closing stuff out, but we're not. And that's going to be something we need to figure out how to close out and how to finish out drives. Because if we don't, we're going to get run off the field. Well, and that's, that's a big thing is OU, when they have their momentum, they don't enforce it, like you said. And against Texas, I don't know if this is going to be a situation where OU has the upper hand, drives them down, keeps at it. But if it is, you know, you can't give an inch in this game. You can't turn the ball over. You can't, uh, you know, do a three and out, you know, when you really need a, a touchdown or a field goal. Um, because that's been the OU's biggest problem is they'll get in favorable positions for them. Um, like that, uh, I believe we're up 17 to six, you know, kind of blow an easy uh, three and out. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Rambo uh, ran a route that was a little bit too far in complete pass. Then Iowa State goes back, you know, big kick return, there you go. Momentum's gone. OU just needs to really, when they have something going, they need to continue with it. 
And like Ty said, like a lot of that has to do with just punching that in off after a good drive. But in the long term of it, when you're up 28 to 10 or 28 to 7, you need to keep up, keep it up. You need to keep being aggressive. You need to complete things. You need to execute. Um, and uh, again, OU is going to have to be near perfect to beat Texas. And that's, I don't know if that's a, you know, I'm not trying to overhype Texas. They're not like world beaters or anything, but the fact of the matter is OU and Texas are going to get hit for tat on points. And OU is going to need to be the one who makes that less, like one less mistake than Texas, you know, you know, make the right block, make the, make the right catch when the time is right. And maybe this is just generic coach speak at this point, but that's how these games are decided by the margins, by momentum. And, uh, OU, I mean, it's like he's like Ty said, OU just have to finish. So. Yeah, this is probably our biggest momentum game all year, uh, at least I, up to this point. I, at least up to this point, for sure. I, I mean, uh, I don't want to loop around and contradict myself, but if OU beats Texas, then we can start talking about, you know, maybe conference championship run. Take, you know, take your bye week, regroup, make a run, maybe. Until then, you know, Get out of here with that. Let's win that golden hat and move on from there. But until then, this is this is our Super Bowl. You know, this is this could really be a, a horrible deal if OU loses this, and there's a huge chance of that. But so let's every year we kind of talk about the atmosphere of OU Texas, the pomp, the circumstance. Obviously, that's not going to really quite be there this year. We can't do a, a state fair food review. Um, I'm so sorry, listeners. I know you love to hear us talking about. Uh, we can food. find something in the stadium. Well, There's they have Fletcher's. Fletchers. Fletchers will be there, and I was going to. I was going to get everyone Fletchers, and we're going to taste the Golden Chick version. But all three of us will be in attendance at the Cotton Bowl, as far as I know. So um, we'll we'll do that uh, then. So that'll be great. Uh, hopefully, there's some wax uh, beer cup somewhere. Um, but what are you looking forward to with this day after tomorrow, OU, OU Texas? Are you excited? Are you, I don't know, kind of sad about it? Like, are pre-sad about it? I, I'm Ty, excited about it. Oh, sorry, Ty. I'll, I'll just take it. I'm excited about it because even though this is a down year for OU and it's disappointing that we're one and two, um, we're still – we're very fortunate to be able to go to the game and we're witnessing history. You're never, ever going to see something like this. This is something that you'll be able to tell your kids and grandkids. If you ever have those um, that I got to see the cotton bowl at 25% and it was weird. There was no bands. There was no Texas saying I'm going to, I've been working on the railroad after we, they scored. And it just that gut wrenching feeling where it's like, I hate Texas fans so much because we've lost, you know, what is it? 30, like whatever, 12 and a half, 50 minus 12 and a half is 37 and a half percent of Texas fans. You know, that that's going to be a big difference. Is that right? No, I, just, <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about. You were saying random numbers. So I, was I, wish I, could, <laughs> I wish I could just flip over like the uh, equations over my face, like the, like in um, a hangover was, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I felt pretty good about 37 and a half. And then I said, I cannot screw up. So it's 12 and a half, so 25% capacity divided by two for 12 and a half percent Texas fans. So ordinarily yes. it'd be 50%. So 50 minus 12 and a half is 37 and a half. It's, it's going to be super weird. But again, like 
It's going to be an important, it's going to be an important, cool moment in OU Texas history. Hopefully the only time we get it. And let, let me say this, it's going to make next year's OU Texas that much better when everything's back to normal. It's going to make mm-hmm. you really appreciate it a lot more. Let's not jump to conclusions about next year. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready to go there yet. I the next time OU Texas is back to normal then in 2020 blank. Hopefully it's oh, still 2020 something. Oh, no. <laughs> God, jeez, that'd be horrible. They're uh, taking us to Jerry World. We're playing, <laughs> we're playing OU Texas on the moon, folks. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just – it'll be weird. It'll be exciting. It'll be fun to document. Uh, but, I, look, OU Texas is happening. I get to have a corny dog at, on the place it should be and not in a golden chick. Yeah. Sign me up. I'm in. I'm in. I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah, I, th- I think the most unique thing is going to be the fair, too. I think I think that's – the stadium, like Jameson said, is, is going to be one thing. Uh, I really have my fingers crossed that the atmosphere is going to be good because it's OU Texas. Because uh, the atmosphere at the OU games has been just depressing uh, these past uh, couple games, even when we were winning. Uh, but I think the atmosphere inside the stadium should be good, even with super less. But I think the fair is going to be really interesting to, to walk through the empty fairgrounds, um, or at least, you know, unoccupied by a fair and, and uh, I think it'll be really interesting to see the fairgrounds in that light because uh, that's, you know, the polar opposite of the OU Texas fairgrounds that you're used to. So I'm excited to go get some picks with with Big Tex and some other stuff as well. Yeah. And, you know, no crowds. That's kind of nice, at least. You know, no lines for beer or uh, corny dogs. So um, I fully expect the entry gates to still just be an absolute crowded shit show. <laughs> some, somehow the bathrooms will still be horrible. Yeah. Especially- Especially apparently for the ladies, if you're in the normal bowl, it's apparently brutal. It'll still probably probably be brutal, um, but honestly, it's just it just uh, it'll be nice to experience what a heart of Dallas bowl was like. I'm excited about that. <laughs> you, you, get, you get to experience what those Boise State and Louisiana Tech fans have been experiencing all those years. Really warm the heart. But. I just imagined the two probable listeners right now that actually are women to use the women's bathroom being like, thank you for the shout out, Bobby. Muriel, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Actually, I'm kidding. She doesn't listen to this. She does not listen to this at <laughs> no. all. Um, no, she already, she already hears me blabber about football enough. She doesn't need to do it on her own time. But exactly. it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I guess it'll be nice to you know have a little – It'll be fun to document. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. But, so, uh, so do you think that the outside, like what was Ty, what Ty was saying about like the, you know, the, the bare fairgrounds, you know, still I still think OU fans and Texas fans are still going to kind of treat it like it was, um, where you kind of walk around and I figure they're going to sell beer. I figure because if they're going to have corn dogs out there, I haven't. Do you know for sure if they're going to sell beer outside? And if so, we're going to treat this exactly like it was the fair and just walk around the stadium. Like I don't set think up. anything outside. No, they'll. Have, I think they'll have beer outside. Like that. What What I've heard is it's for ticketed people only. So if you have an OU Texas ticket, you can get in, and they let you in through the fair gates, and then they just have like a mini fair in front with apparently some rides. Uh, so if you have rides, surely you have beer. You know, they like, have to. They have to. Come on, you have to. Mm-hmm. I, I look. I can settle if it's a plastic cup. I can handle that. You know, it, it doesn't have to be wax. But just give me some beer. I, so, I, I'll, I'll, I'll even not pay coupons for it. I'll pay real money. That actually probably is a plus. Uh, I'm going to be a... Jameson, what are you saying? 
I am just – I've been saving these coupons for two years. I forgot to use – well, I didn't get to go to the game last year. Completely forgot I didn't get to go to the game last year. And so I've had these two coupons, two things of coupons sitting in a shoebox in my closet for the past two years. And guess what? I can't use them. You think yeah. they're going to survive another year? You think they're going to survive another two years? I have 2018 coupons still on my fridge right now. Believe, <laughs> it. Believe in yourself, Jameson. Believe. Ty, what were you going to say? It, I can do it. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say I'm. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to compensate for the uh, for the lack of a fare. I we have about an hour dart ride from where we're staying, uh, and I think I might just have to forty hands the dart. <laughs> <laughs> forty hands and on a like an eight a.m. dart. I love it. Yeah. Hell no, I do not trust those darts one bit. You know how many times I've been on a dart and just randomly stopped. And you're just in like crowded in with a bunch of other Texas and OU fans. You're just like, well, shit, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And you have to yeah. piss so bad. You know how bad you're going to have to piss with doing Edward 40 hands. Oh, my God. That, that really is like the worst place to do 40 oh, hands. You, you drink one real quick and then you got to Andy. Because just it, it seems like <laughs> you're, you're, the, you're the expert. Jason, you're sort of the expert in sort of anatomy and stuff. I would assume that. If I drink 40 ounces of something, certainly more than 40 is not going to come out, right? Like, I'm assuming it'll be less. Okay. I am okay. learning about the kidneys right now, shall we? No, I'm kidding. I'm not getting into that stuff. I'd like to say something. Escape. Let, let me say something to everyone who's like, talk more about the football. Do you really want us to talk about the football team? Really? After these past two weekends? I'd much rather talk about 40 hands and Ty's bladder. So... Sorry, find how, a different. How, how is your bladder normally, Ty? <laughs> okay, uh, maybe not that. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, look, so this is a game of legends, and you know, like some of the best performances in OU football history. If you had to pick a guy who you could see coming out of this as like a legend, um, who who do you think is right to have, I guess, a legendary moment in this uh, OU Texas game? Sam Ellinger. That's kind of sadly probably true. But OU. I'm talking OU. Oh. Marvin Mims. That's my guy. That's my guy. Here, here we go. I was thinking Mims on the punt return. Like that sort of thing. My my serious answer here. Oh, Jameson's got I'll let Jameson. Unless he's gonna talk about my one sec. Hey guys. Alright, so anyways, I'll, I thought it, yeah, yeah. I, can, I can hear you. Okay, so okay, my- I need to restart. We need to cut it because um, my my volume just went out because Siri thought I was talking into it. Now I can't hear y'all. Oh yeah, we could hear you like the whole time. Oh, okay, okay, I'm good. Okay, I'm good now. The volume's back, so make a little note there. Okay, cool. So Marvin Mims. Yeah, my- Marvin Mims. Big. Greatest. <laughs> 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 yeah. Who's talking? I thought he was talking to me. You go, Ty. You go. No, 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 no. You're talking. James, <laughs> we were talking about why we thought Mims would be it. All I said was Marvin Mims big, and then I go shit. <laughs> I don't know if I need to do the talk. Look, I'll, I'll say this: Marvin Mims. I, I think he he just has this big playability. Um, obviously, you know it's easy to say Rattler, but I, I I could see something on the punt return. Something you know, there's always some weird play with OU Texas. You think of Shipley's punt return, or you know, weird special team situations happening. 
Um, and I, I think Mims is our guy, our home run hitter guy that I think will provide um, possible if anyone will provide a big moment. Ty, who do you think? Coolest possible big moment for a single player to win the game is a Drake Stoops game winning touchdown. That's what Ooh. I. That's the coolest thing in my opinion that that could happen that would win if you know a, a defensive play to seal it would also be really cool and really appreciated. But I just think in terms of like Red River legendary, you know, whatever. Remember when? this player became a Red River legend. I think a Drake Stoops game-winning touchdown since he's a starting wide receiver this year, uh, and he has been a touchdown guy. Um, I think that that would be the coolest possible sort of game uh, legend that could come out of this on the OU side. That would be such a great like clip that they'd never stop playing because every yeah. time out, they're like, this Red River legend, uh, go back to Vince Young. Have you ever heard of him? Oh or whatever, God. you know, it, it's always the same ones every year. But yeah. I think I think a Drake Soups game winner would be something like, even if this year is completely un, unmemorable, that's like the like 1996 win OU had, where they keep showing that anyways because it was that awesome. That's how awesome a Drake Soups t- uh, game-winning touchdown would be. Mm-hmm. But if, if, if you had to put me in a corner and you're talking about the same kind of like – you know, what would create a story, something we'd remember. And if you had to say a defensive player to make it, I know this is crazy, but what do y'all think if Buki had a bounce back game and got a pick six in this game? Is it possible? Here's what I'll say. It is possible, but if Buki were to get a game winning pick six, I 1000% guarantee that 14 of their points would also be directly his fault. So it would become unscrewing a situation that he created. <laughs> I like I don't see a situation where he's the hero. I only see a situation where he pulls a Darth Vader and screws everything up, and then at the last moment is like, "All right, I'm gonna kill the Emperor." <laughs> we're, we're Americans. We only remember like the big the big things that happen. We don't remember the little things. We're talking about legends and years to come. You know, if he makes a pick six, just maybe. He could be an OU Texas legend. I mean, true. That being said, nobody remembers Zach Sanchez as an OU Texas legend for his pick six. But I, hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that would be that would be something else uh, defensively. It has to. It would have to be Buki, and to really turn things around and go from being you know the goat of the the team where we make fun of him to an actual OU Texas goat. You know, moment wise, but. All things aside, being real, yeah, you know, like if there was one player on this defense, even though he's played so bad that I think could get a pick six in an OU Texas game and Buki starts and plays the same amount of snaps, I think he has the best shot just because his way to, ways to make pre-snap reads, jump around on a Texas um, out route, you know, Sam Ellinger throws a little dump down and Buki's there to, um, to go against it. You know, um, I I don't say anything else in our secondary to trust anyone else making a big time play. Um, Delaren Turner, Patrick Fields, they, they've, tr- they've proven that they can't even catch a, a, a moon ball for an interception. So, I mean, you know, who knows? I, I, I don't suspect that – I don't suspect this is going to happen. But if there was one defensive player to, to be an OU Texas legend, I'll put it down, even though it's probably – I'd 
if there are some betting odds, and I get pretty good betting odds, but I'm going to go Pookie. I mean, that's crazy to say, but uh, I, I think that he has the best shot. That, hey, that's fair. Hey, sequels never pay, play out as well as the originals. What about Trey Brown? Maybe another uh, great Ellinger moment, you know, uh, maybe not a sack, you know, safety in the in, end zone, but, you know, he, he's had a rough year, but I don't know, getting one last lick at uh, Ellinger for the road would be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. If he doesn't, I, I feel like Tom Herman is going to do whatever he has in his power to not let a corner blitz ever affect them again. <laughs> to be, that's totally fair. Um, anyways, I think that's enough about the defense unless Ty has another non bookie guy. No. no. Cool. I do not well, believe in our defense. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let's talk about, let's just kind of wrap this up. Um, I guess before we go, what, what are you, what are you looking forward to most? Um, about this game on Saturday. Uh, I mean, okay. James, if you go, no, I took two. Jameson, just do it. If you're, I don't know. If you're talking about like, what am I looking forward to the most? Just with you know, like just the game itself. It's definitely going to be the atmosphere, like I talked about earlier. But if you're talking about the football that we're going to watch and um, all of that. Uh, I, I definitely – I think the biggest storyline is, you know, like I say, every single game, and I'm waiting for it to happen. Can our offensive line dominate? It's as simple as that. And we keep on seeing penalties. We keep on seeing a Creed Humphrey not playing like a first-round pick. Um, keep seeing Adrian Ely's draft stock plummet. And we keep seeing Swenson start and playing minutes at the end of the game. So um, I want to see our solidarity unit actually be solid. Ty, your thoughts? Um, yeah, so if, if we're going to exclude the um, unique experience, because for me that's that's the thing that I'm looking most forward to, as is that you know once in a century uh, experience, um, and then it's just a good weekend either way to get out of out of town. Um, but yeah, just on the on the football side, I want to see what this team can do. Cause I, I know that we're capable of some things that we're not putting together and it could, it could mesh at any moment. So I know it's not a crazy take or a good take, but. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. I just want to see this team play with some heart, with some energy, you know, maybe the OU Texas game would really like to spark under them. Um, I don't think we really saw that a ton in the first two games, even though we dominated Kansas state looked great early. I don't think there was a spark there. Maybe OU Texas is the thing that gets them going. I don't know. It's a it's a rivalry, and no matter what, you know the tunnel's the same. You got those jerks and burn orange right next to you. You know, I know it's going to be different, but at, at its core, these are the guys who went to a lot of guys went to school together. They've been chirping each other on Twitter all year long, and just it just means more. OU Texas means more, no matter what. Uh, and I would love to see the inter. Uh, the, this team play with more energy and um, you know get some good offensive series going. Get it you know chippy. I, I want to well not too chippy, not too chippy because they they have a discipline issue. But um, just play with heart, play with energy, and you know get the Oklahoma football we see because if they don't have that energy, we're going to get blown off that field on Saturday. So. Well, that's all we have for the, our OU Texas preview. We will see you tomorrow where we give our picks for OU Texas and the weekend as a whole. 
our uh, pal Bowden Blake will join us there. If you want to hear more in-depth OU Texas talk, uh, check out uh, our sister podcast, uh, Rival Talk, me and Stein. Uh, we should be we should record that. If not, then I'll just remove this part from the podcast. He was too cowardness to he was too much of a coward to pop on the pod with the boys. So either way. Um anyways, for me, well. Ty. Well <laughs> for me, Jameson and Ty, this has been the, <laughs> For me, Jameson and Ty, this has been the Schooner Pod. We'll see you tomorrow to make our picks. Boomer Sooner, beat Texas, horns down. <laughs>